Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. And Daniel, did that poncho hold up for you, uh, Athens, on Saturday? Let me just tell you, there is no poncho that um, can withstand the amount of saturation. But no, I. it's the only time in my life that I left the stadium yeah. after the game was over, walked to my car, got in my car, <laughs> and drove straight to Walmart. You were just looking for that for that uh, clearance section size medium to large. You didn't even care what size they came in at that Did point. Did not care. Up there, like right at the end of 316, right up there by the Home Depot, I went straight to the Walmart and I said, your cheapest pair of pants, my good man. I will have them. I will have them now. <laughs> and have them I did. And the drive home was much more enjoyable than yep. it would have been previously. Um, humbling yeah. experience to walk out of Walmart holding your own pants. Uh, but but I did. It's the first time for everything, Daniel. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, Daniel and I are here to talk all things Bulldog every single day. Uh, and as you could tell already, um, you don't get that kind of analysis. You don't get Walmart clearance section off the rack no. kind of commentary just anywhere, Daniel. You only get it here because, well, by golly, we're fans. And that's what fans do is talk about after game soaked pants resolutions. That's right. You might say... That we're on here talking about nonsense. You might even nah. you might even leave a two star review and say that it's just two guys like on here talking about nonsense. But uh, that's you might. but that's what we freaking told you we were going to do, <laughs> and that's fair warning. And that's fair warning. That is in fact what we're doing right now. Uh, <laughs> hey, we are glad that you're here. Uh, we're Georgia fans. It's a podcast for Georgia fans by Georgia fans. We're just having fan type conversations. We're going to talk about things we like. We're going to talk about things we don't like. Um, some of the things that we don't like include the offensive play calling and people who moan about the offensive play calling. So both one and the same. Is Bring it, them on. Is it, both y'all. Is it hypocritical? Yes. We never claim to not be hypocritical on this podcast. We claim to be Georgia fans. And part of being a Georgia fan, I was, an, I was told, is being hypocritical, I, I believe. Uh, so that's who we are. That's who you are. We're glad that you're here. Uh, welcome to the show. If you're new to the show or mm-hmm. if you're old to the show, we we uh, would love to interact with you. You can email us at LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. You can like the show, follow the show, subscribe to the show, leave a rating for the show. Five-star rating would be great. If you have a problem with the show, um, you can email us, and we'll we'll try to get it resolved for you. You don't need to leave a rating. That's fine. Uh, but many of you uh, have left us ratings, left us reviews, um, subscribe to the podcast. Um, yeah, so many of you listening out there, and we are humbled and thankful for you. Um, we really do appreciate it. Uh, and we're here every day. It's Thanksgiving week this week, I should say. Just a quick update right. on the schedule. We will be here uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week. We will not be here Thursday and Friday. Um, so we will not be able to rescue you from that conversation that your aunt wants to have with you. Um, you will not have a podcast to listen to on those. There's things. an app that can fake call you at that moment. Oh, Download it now. That's tremendous information. Um, so yeah, we will. We are here with you um, uh, most days, excluding major holidays, and um, we will continue to be 
to talk about all things Texas A&M, talk about all things Georgia Tech, talk about all things SEC Championship game. Uh, so, Clint, let's jump in. Let's jump oh, in. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about Saturday. Some things happened, did they not? Uh, l- lots of things happened, Daniel. Lots of feelings were given out, but I just want to start again for the record. Continuing forward, uh, Daniel, I'm not sure you're aware, so let me update you. Please do. We we won against an SEC opponent in late November okay. again on Saturday, Daniel. That's okay. That's the headline. Fo- we won against an SEC opponent late November. Follow-up question. Am I allowed to have opinions about things that I wish we did better? Clint. You may. Okay. You may. Okay. Great. It's good to know. Follow-up question to that. Am I allowed to say I hate this team and watching them makes me miserable? You are you are allowed that opinion, yes, sir. The floor recognizes this opinion. Okay. Okay. Should I have that opinion, Clint? Uh, look, I, I can't I can't tell you how to enjoy what you're seeing. I can't dictate that to you, but I can dictate this to you, Daniel. I can dictate that, uh, well, maybe I should state this. I, I'm new-er fan mm-hmm. to the Georgia Bulldogs. This has been well represented. I'm four years, five years into my fandom of UGA. Deep, just deep dive right in to all that. Yep. That lore and the history and the greatness that is UGA. Um, but as an out, a, a newly acquainted fan compared to the rest of y'all, Daniel, can I, can I make the observation that that sometimes you guys are whiny and and oh. moany and complaining, oh. Daniel? Can I? Is that for for me to say? No, I, I don't think it is. It hurts my feelings. I don't think it is either. So it's, it's 2019. Yeah. You're not allowed to say anything that hurts my feelings. So oh, that's just right. So, <laughs> just so I'm sorry, Daniel. We're clear. Um, uh, listen, just real succinctly. Um, here's a general rule of thumb. Okay. You are allowed to be critical of your team. You yes. are allowed to be critical of the offensive coordinator. Here's how yes. that sounds if your team won the game. Mm-hmm. Man, I really wish we would open up the play calling, and I really wish we would let our athletes make the kind of plays that they would. I feel like we would be such a better team if we did that. Okay, Here's how it sounds when your team loses the game. Our coaches are destroying us. This team is awful to watch. I cannot bear the sight of them. They are killing me, both literally and figuratively. Okay, but but quick question, Daniel. What happens if one from column A, we won, doesn't match column B? I complain and want the coaches to burn in a fiery ball of, of inferno. What, what does that mean, then Daniel? It means you're doing it wrong. It means you're... Okay, all right. You're doing it wrong. It's okay to be critical, but you just, again, you can't go to a play. When the when the coaching and the play calling and the offense starts losing us games, then it Correct. will be unacceptable. Right now, yes, it's upsetting, but it is not unacceptable because, again, we won the game. Yes. That we play. I'm gonna I'm gonna reference my wife here. My wife said something very. I told her I was showing her all these stories of everybody complaining and and moaning about how uh, 
the quote is, this kind of play calling, this offense just won't do it against LSU. And I'm going to say something that, that she said. And this was just, she's so wise, Daniel. She said, uh, well, it will work if you have more points than they do at the end of the game. What? <laughs> she she said, and I quote, she said, couldn't we just stop them from scoring more points than than we do? Mrs. Clint, get out of here with your logic. You are not welcomed in this podcast. We do not recognize, the floor does not recognize the gentle lady from South Dakota. Um, She's, yeah, no, it, look, look, I get it. It's frustrating. I know you're scared. I know you're nervous. But I don't know if this isn't going to cut it. I have no idea yet, Daniel. Because you know why I have no idea? We haven't played the game yet. But Are there things that are concerning? But let me ask yes. you a follow-up question, Clint. Did this cut it? Did it? it factually and ev- in in the real- reality that I currently uh-huh. house my body. This universe. This, this, this dimension. Universe, this cosmos. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, it did. Okay. So... Listen, Georgia fans, we understand you have every right to be frustrated with your team and have opinions about your team, and we do not dispute that right. We have those nope. opinions too, and we yak about them onto these microphones every week, and for some reason you choose to listen, and we are grateful that you do. We love to hear your opinions when you reach out to us and uh, and and engage with us and tell us what you think, but, but, but don't say things that don't make any sense given the fact that we won the game and winning the game Mm. is what we set out to do when this offense starts costing us games then the things that you you are saying might be true but until then it's just you just sound whiny because you do because we're winning the games and that's all that we're trying to do i'm gonna go back daniel i did some so Lots of people. I don't know if you were sitting next to them at the game. Lots of people. I was. I was sitting next to them at the game. Calling for uh, Jimmy Coley. Jimmy C. Jimmy C. And also, this just in, Kirby Smart himself Mm -hmm. to get fired. The clown. This is unacceptable. Kirby Smart the clown. Okay. The clown. Correct. And they were calling for our old friend, Georgia native himself, born and raised, Mike Bobo to come back. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Daniel, I just got some quick stats. Okay. For you, 2007. Mike Bobo is offensive coordinator. Um, do you know how many SEC title games we went to as Mike Bobo as offensive coordinator? Mm, I don't know. Two. Zero. Oh, that's less than two. Uh, won the SEC East two times. We won the East. I'm sorry. We I'm sorry. We didn't have an SEC title under that. Okay, so we went, but we got we oh. lost. We didn't have a title. We we won the East two times. So I was correct. We um, went to two. So SEC you were correct. Okay. Two. You 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 were correct. But we didn't win a single one. Um, from 2000 and, and and that time 2014, eight years. Uh, we the highest we were ranked were was second in the AP poll. That was his very first year as offensive coordinator. I remember. Second. Okay. After that, didn't finish anywhere near that. Uh, a couple times we had four or five losses on the schedule, Daniel. Two SEC title championship appearances, not a single win, and two East. Four years under Kirby, we have three SEC championship games, three East champions, and a runner-up to a national championship. What in the world are you thinking? No, they're, people are not thinking. Okay. People are not. Um, <clears throat> listen, I again... I I am not happy with the offense. 
I am not either. I'm not happy with the play calling, but I am happy with nope. the winning. And Correct. I hope the offense improves, but the offense is not making me not enjoy watching Georgia football games because you know what I enjoy watching us win. And that's exactly what we're doing. So, uh, all right. We have lots of positive things. I specifically have lots of positive things that I want to get into from this game. We're going to talk about the atmosphere in Sanford Stadium. We're going to talk about the defense. We're going to talk about lots of positivity uh, coming up in segment two. But first... With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED and all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked and get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Can't visit Roman right now. This and all the other offers from Lockdown's uh, sponsors are at LockdownPodcast.com slash offers. All right, Daniel. Atmosphere, you were there. You were in between the hedges in the classic city just enjoying all the rain but all the glory that was there. Uh, How was that atmosphere? I got to tell you. Clint, I I had a lot of positive takeaways from the game. I love I love sitting in good seats. I love being close to the action. I love being at a game. I realized uh, yet again, my favorite part about being at a game is not only did I not have to hear Gary Danielson's voice one yeah. time on Saturday. All right, mm. RIP to all of you that did. Not only did I have to hear his voice, but I didn't have to look at any of the nonsense that the CBS camera crew was putting on the screen in front of me. Do you know what I got to look at, Clint? Just the game? Just the football game. I just looked at the players. I looked at the players who were on the field and the players who weren't on the field. I looked at what kinds of formations we were lining up in instead of panning through the crowd. Or watching Brad Nessler work on his spray tan in the booth. Like, I, I, I got to look at, oh, look, the defensive line in this, you know, that's on the field right now is Aziz and Jordan Davis and Tyler Clark and Trayvon Walker. Which, by the way, uh-huh. can you think of a more ridiculous defensive line to put on the field than 13, 99, 52, and 44? Good night, Clint. Uh, Daniel, later that game, or later that night, uh, Oregon went out and did some stupid stuff and lost to Arizona State. Uh, you heard it here first. But during, you heard it here first on the yeah. podcast, by the way. Uh, but the broadcast talked about strength on strength, and they referenced Oregon's offensive line going against, and I quote, the best defensive line in the nation, Auburn, <laughs> to begin the season. And I said, you, sir are stupid and don't have eyeballs to watch anything because there is only one best defensive line in the entire nation. And that it's that those gentlemen's you just listed plus five more, Daniel. Unbelievable. Uh, I loved being at the game. I want to get into the defense in a minute. I got off track. I loved being at the game. Um, uh, I got to tell you the atmosphere in Sanford stadium these days, this is my first game I've been to all year. I know some of you listen to the podcast. You, you've been to every game this year. Good for you. Um, I live five hours away from Athens um, and don't get to go to as many games as I wish I did. This first game I went to all year and the atmosphere this year, even compared to last year, is Mm. insane, Clint. The difference Mm. is astronomical. I'm going to tell you this right now. The lights were fantastic. Awesome. The red was fantastic. The light up Sanford in the fourth quarter it's dark. The rain had stopped. 
the light up Sanford was goosebumps. I got to give my son my phone, let him hold up the flashlight. He was he was oh, absolutely yeah. thrilled. It was like the highlight of his life. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you who's really been putting in their time, Clint. I'll tell you who's been really doing the work. Who's doing that? That's your girl, Tiffany. Okay? Mm-hmm. Tiffany, Tiffany, if you're new to the show, is um, uh, is the video production coordinator for the University of Georgia football team. At least that's what we well, let's be, we suppose. I was just going to say, let's be specific. We have no clue who it is. We've, cl- we've named her Tiffany, and because she's doing great work, we felt like we had to give her a name, and she had to be on this podcast. We just need to compliment her. So so consistently that we just had to make something up, and so Tiffany is what uh, is what we've gone with. Tiffany, you think what Tiffany's putting out there on Twitter, Clint, is good? I'm gonna tell you right now, that's the B-roll footage from what oh. Tiffany is rolling out there at the stadium. I'm yeah. I'm just gonna tell you right now, uh, before the game, you got you got the battle him soloist, and you got Larry Munson coming on there. You got clips oh, of the yeah. old. You got the clips of the old uh, guys running around. You start to get into the new stuff, and you start to see the shots. Herschel running over the guy at Tennessee, and all that good stuff. Um, but then that video goes away, Clint. And then you start to hear the voice of Bill Goldberg come over the the PA. Oh. And there is a video that is happening before the game. Where Goldberg is just walking around, and I thought I was just gonna have to turn around and punch straight through the bleacher that I was sitting on, Clint, because <laughs> I was ready to eat, just eat a helmet and get out there and start getting after it myself. That, like the the work that is being done to create an atmosphere, I'm telling you, it is the single greatest sporting event atmosphere I've ever been in in my life was on Saturday at Sanford Stadium for not even a rivalry game mm-hmm. in just an SEC game in November. Uh, Georgia is doing it right these days. Yep. If you're a recruit and you're sitting in those stands, I don't know how you don't sign in on the spot to come and play in this kind of environment. That's what Lawrence Cager said after the game. Uh-huh. That's what every team we play, that's what they say. As soon as the game's over, that there's just something different about this place. Gosh, and they're I right. love that, Daniel. They're right. <clears throat> I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, for us sitting on the couch, uh, I can tell you this right now. You referenced the defensive atmosphere, so it was. It sounded loud. There were no boos when I heard from the TV on that side, which was encouraging to me. Mm-hmm. First of all, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't hear I any didn't, of that. I didn't really hear any boos, even when the offense was on the field. I just heard people saying dumb stuff, you know, like, well, yeah, but, yeah. but I didn't hear any, like, there was no booing, which I was happy with. Yeah. You know, you don't want to, I mean, it's not, you know, trying to get out there and boo, but, uh, but Daniel, what I did see, and, and this needs to be said, we've, we've been talking him up and he's been listening to the pod and eating more and going back to work and studying film and bench pressing. But Daniel, did Tyler Clark jump off the line when you were in the stadium as much as he did it off my TV screen, just pummeling fools like they were, the again, the seal in the mouth of a killer whale is the only thing I could think just of. Just being Ragdoll t- tossed up in the air and then caught for pure sport, for purely for just, the sport Just of for it. hahas, correct. Uh, 
Tyler Clark looks like a man on a mission. He looks like a man who's got that crazy look in his eye, and you mm-hmm. do not want to get in front of him. Um, no. That fourth quarter sack he had that oh. killed that drive should go down in Georgia lore as one of the all-time season-saving plays for this team because if you were in that stadium, you know dang well they were about to go down there and score a touchdown. 100%. And he busted through that line on first down, and he created a disruptive play, and he stopped that uh, sequence. He was making those kind of plays all night. Fourth down. Who's the guy right there in the middle of the in the middle of the pile? It's mm-hmm. Big Fifty Two. He is all over the field. He cannot be blocked. Um, just makes you, you know. Kirby's mentioned dealing with injuries last year, and you just, man, oh man, you start to see this guy, and you think you got to believe he was dealing with injuries last year because this is a different, this is a different man. We're looking at uh, has to be. Uh, Daniel, we got lots to talk about defense, a couple things on offense uh, when we come back. All right, Daniel, who who else stood out to you just as you were in the stadium that I can maybe confirm a little bit more by doing close-ups what, what was going on? What side of the defensive ball or who on the defensive ball stood out to you? Um, <clears throat> Monty Rice stood out to me. Monty Rice uh, was flying around, making plays. I thought the I thought the the corners though the third and fourth quarter, um, the the over the middle passing game was obviously there. Yeah, I thought for the most part, especially like DJ Daniel. I thought he, I thought DJ Daniel had a great game. I thought there were a couple times he got off blocks really well and made some tackles on the outside. Um, you know the the only part of the defense I wasn't really pleased with was the was the pass rush. We we didn't we would we we sent a lot of extra guys. We did a lot of blitzing, and we blitzed a ton. All of our quarterback pressures and sacks came from a defensive line player. You know they came. Jordan Davis had one. Tyler Clark had one. Uh, those all came not off of blitzes or pressures. Those all when we blitzed, the guys just weren't they weren't seeming to get through. Um, uh, but but man, you just can't say enough about that defensive front uh, because they are Texas A and M quit running the ball on the first sequence of the game because yeah. they just said we're done. They finished with negative rushing yards, Clint. Cor- correct. In, That's the stat in the like, game. Like if they just. If they just didn't rush the ball, like they came out the entire game and said, let's just pass, they would have had more rushing yards than they did after playing a game. That's that's real life. <laughs> okay, well, who are these players on defense? Like, I don't understand. I don't get it. Who are these players? This all we heard about coming into the week was how they destroyed South Carolina with their with their patented two-back offense. Oh yeah, but see this wishbone like offense. But see what had happened was everyone who tried to run it got tackled for a loss, and so they stopped trying. Stopped doing nothing. Yeah. No, Daniel, it was true. The DBs. I'll tell you what, uh, Tyson Campbell. Okay, we called a mm-hmm. blitz. In they they threw a screen right to the void of our blitz. Oh yeah, perfect, okay. perfect design. 
perfect the play. perfect design this is when the coach on the sideline starts ramping up to do his celebration for a big game tyson campbell gets off a block stones the man stopped him which would have been a sure first down yeah just an absolute guaranteed first down i don't know how he did it but tyson campbell manned up there big uh dj daniel stevenson they, these guys can hit and hit hard mm-hmm. and want to hit and want to cover and want to fight and want to compete. Yes, to your point, uh, later on, got a little sloppy, maybe, yep. over the middle, maybe maybe a little gassed, you know. Played a lot uh, of snaps. But my oh my, a lot of snaps. Uh, and then Nolan Smith. Okay, Daniel. Poor old 73 of A&M. Oh, boy. He was told, hey, we're going we're gonna to run a little trap here. Uh, the the edge defender is going to come up the field. You're going to ear hole him and pancake him for a sticker. We're going to give you like a dog bone or something sure thing. to put on your helmet. Sure thing. Yeah, sure thing. I think, and it's, Nolan an, Smith, I think it's an ear of corn. They're Aggies, so I don't know what they <laughs> I believe. It's a bushel of wheat is what they <laughs> just a, a tractor just tire. A whole bale. It's a, it's yeah, exactly. A combine <laughs> combine right. spike. Um, no, Nolan Smith said, not only will you not get that, instead you will get all 255 pounds of me pushing you back and stoning you. I, Nolan Smith, that poor 73 on the QB counter, my oh my. And then he, and then to boot Daniel, not only does he do that, but he runs back on a, on a, a fade route on a running back, man coverage. He's out there DBU in it. He just, he just said, who's that? I'll take him. I'll take him one-on-one sure. matchup. Oh, oh! You want to do a forty-yard dash? Yeah, I'm game. Let's yeah. let's try this. I'm game. I play on the defensive line with my hand in the dirt, but I guess I'll run with you for a minute, just for sure. You know, again, just for just for chuckles, just because uh, I like to get my sillies out somewhere. So I'll do that over here. If you are not thinking the sky's the limit for Nolan Smith, you have not been watching football. This man can do anything he wants. It's a freak. N- Nolan Smith, Nicobe Dean. Uh, Trayvon Walker and Tyreek Stevenson are freshmen, Clint. Yep. 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 Re- yep. 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 But Aziz Ojolari is a redshirt freshman, Clint. Oh. <laughs> is that? Mm-hmm. Is that good? Jordan Davis is a sophomore, Clint. Mm-hmm. These are. They are not going anywhere for a yep. while. They are here. To stay. All right, Clint, before we get out of here on Monday, we'll, we got to talk about the offense. Have to. Um, uh, what do you want to start, positives or negatives for the offense? I, I want to say this one thing. I need to get this off my chest right out of the bat. I'm going to start with positives. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Hello. Oh, does that, is that is the list over? Is it? Did yeah. we just? <laughs> well, it ain't much longer than that. No, it's um, not. Jorge it, Pickens is a beast. He likes blocking Daniel oh, just as much as sometimes he likes he gets, catching. Sometimes he gets penalized. He likes blocking so much. He <laughs> loves it so much. And look again, we've said this before. Don't you dare stop Jorge. All no, of you people that no. just don't calm down. Don't listen to anybody that tells you to calm down. Just keep doing you, Jorge, all day long. Jorge, He's a freak. Just, Jorge just ran by some fools tonight, just like oh, or last Lord. night. Um, he was, yeah, they just lined, and the safety couldn't even get there in time. Safety's nope. in a dead sprint over there, but he just left his man so far behind him. I never seen anything like it. Clint. Twelve yard advantage, twelve yard head start, dead sprint. Jorge still said, "You're not going to get here in time." 
Um, there's one more positive, Clint, and you What's we that? just we just have learned to take him for granted. Oh my gosh! But DeAndre Swift is not playing the same game that everyone else is playing, Clint. No, he's not. No. Nope. He, he is a man that is doing things out there that other people don't even dream of doing. Because if if they dreamed of doing the things that DeAndre Swift was doing, they would tear their ACL. Like that's just instantaneously. The thought of it would rupture just lying their, in their bed, muscle from bone. Just lying on that, like, Serta Tempur-Pedic, and ACL just rips in half because you thought of yourself trying to spin... The spin, the game is on the line, Clint. You understand what I'm saying? We need a first uh-huh. down. Have to get it to win the game. And the man is just dead to rights. He's not in the sights of the defender. He's in the arms of the defender. Correct. And he hits the circle button, and he gone, Clint. He gone. He he didn't put the one foot in the ground, one cut up the field. He started liking that loop-de-loop little spin move there, and he, mm-hmm. my good Lord in heaven, DeAndre Swift, thank you. We do not deserve you. We don't deserve you. And uh, number nine is still trying to figure out on which play to fake an injury and on which play to mm. misremember his name. He, he still can't remember it because DeAndre Swift had juked him, had spun from him, had put down his shoulder and rammed the kid's cartilage through the, the backside of his head mm-hmm. of his nose, Daniel. DeAndre, number nine was made DeAndre's little servant boy at that game. Correct. And all he could do was look over to the sidelines and have them say, fall down. Fall we'll down get you help, but But look good as you're doing it, brother. Yeah. Uh, we don't deserve DeAndre Swift. There's a reason DeAndre Swift was furious at Jake Fromm because what he wanted to say was essentially, hey, Jake, just give me the thing that you can't throw and I'll take care of it. Just, you can't do it. That's fine. Get out of my way, son. I'll take it from here. That's why he was so mad, Daniel, because we he, don't deserve him. I think he was mad because there were seven seconds on the play clock and Jake Fromm didn't check out of what was obviously a run blitz to the exact side wow. of the field that he called the run play wow. to. When everyone <laughs> Again, and their brother the in the stadium. Listen, I just got to say, I just got to say, this is not going to be a popular opinion. Clint. Okay. You're not allowed to say things like this, and I get it. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be that, that. It sounds like you're going to say it anyway. I'm not trying to be that idiot that's that's like getting all on the Jake Fromm sucks bandwagon because Jake Fromm doesn't suck. No. He doesn't. He he had another bad game. Um and when I say bad, he was he was bad. He was very bad. It was it James Coley's fault that Jake Fromm missed George Pickens on what was the greatest flea flicker ever called in the history of college ever. football. Uh, so perfectly ran, so perfectly executed by every single person on the field except number 11, who overthrew a wide-open receiver, which is the one thing you don't want to do to a wide-open receiver. If anything, underthrow the ball. He can jump and go get it. Um, it wasn't James Coley's fault. No. Jake Fromm has not, true or false, Clint, fact or fiction, Jake Fromm has not progressed this season the way that we hoped that he would. Uh, uh, I I would go one more and say Jake Fromm has regressed from what he was, Daniel. He not only has he not 
gone anywhere up. He has gone backwards from where we thought he should be. It's true, Georgia fan. And don't misunderstand what we're saying. We're not saying we wish he was not our quarterback. We're not saying nope. we want Justin Fields like some absolute less than in like less than mentally stable person would say. Correct. We're saying that if you if you're not disappointed by Jake Fromm's performance this season, then your expectations for him coming into the year were way too low. Because he should be he should have been better than this. Now he's again, he's done enough mm-hmm. to help us win every game except one, which we yep. lost almost single handedly because of him and him turning the ball over. So but but other than that, he's done enough to help us win every game except one. I'm not saying he's the worst or anything like that, but it's been a bit of a disappointment at quarterback this season, and that's frustrating. That's it frustrating is. because it feels like you you know you can blame it on whatever you want. It's fine. I I hope he gets it fixed. If there's anybody who can get it fixed, I believe it's Jake Fromm. And has so, he shown us he can play up to big games? I he has. Absolutely, he and he has played well in big games this year, and so, uh, yeah, and so maybe LSU will hoping. see it. That's that's exactly right. Here's to hoping. So here's to hoping. Uh, but we'll be back, Daniel. We'll be back tomorrow to talk a little bit more about this game. Some meat left on the bone. Uh, we'll do that. We'll play a Would You Rather, um, and then excited, nervous, and don't sleep on for the game coming up against G Tech. Uh, glad to have a W, glad to be here. We'll be back with you uh, before Thanksgiving, before Turkey Day hits up. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. See you.